Welcome to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast with New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. Chris shares don't sweat wisdom to help you achieve greater mental health, self-compassion, and better communication with family, friends, and coworkers. Listen in and learn simple ways to live your most vibrant life of joy. Welcome back to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast. I'm Shan Vanderleek, Christine's podcast coach and producer. And today I'll be speaking with Chris about her upcoming lifetime movie, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, the Christine Carlson story starring Heather Locklear. This is such an exciting time for Chris. And we just wanted to come together and share a little bit more about her experience And today is the first episode of what will be an interesting series behind the scenes of Christine's Lifetime movie. Hi, Chris. Hi, Shan. Before we dig into this juicy conversation, will you please walk us through a gorgeous golden pause meditation? Absolutely. All right. So everyone, welcome back. So happy to be here with you and with Shan and doing this wonderful conversation with Shan this morning or today. So let's go ahead and take a golden pause before we begin. So wherever you are, sit comfortably. Uncross your legs if you're seated in a chair and if you're seated on the floor Indian style, just place your palms open on your lap and begin to breathe with me. Breathing in through your nose, allowing your chest and your belly to fully expand. Taking in the fullness of your breath on the exhale. Just release and relax and let go of any tension. And breathing in pure golden sunlight to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. On the exhale, release, relax, and let go. And breathing in pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being. On the exhale, just release and let go of any tension in your body. And breathing in pure golden sunlight, filling your heart, filling your mind, filling your core with pure golden sunlight. On the exhale, release, relax, and sink in a little bit further. This time, as you breathe in pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being, place your hand on your heart, activating your heart, opening your heart, and spend a moment thinking of one thing you feel grateful for. And as you breathe in that golden gratitude to every cell of your being, exhale, release, and let go of what doesn't serve you. Breathing in pure golden sunlight to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. On the exhale, allow yourself to fill up with more gratitude. Breathing in pure golden gratitude to every cell of your being. On the exhale, allow that gratitude to wash over you like a cascading waterfall of pure joy. Breathing in pure golden gratitude to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. On the exhale, allow it to wash over you again, like a cascading waterfall of pure joy. 
and taking one last deep breath in of pure golden gratitude, filling your entire being with golden gratitude. On the exhale, go ahead and open your eyes. Oh my goodness, that was just so wonderful. Mm, I know, it really helps you just get totally centered and in yourself and present and enjoy. I think that's what I love about it so much is gratitude is the fastest path to joy. And here we are surrounded by <laughs> so much joy. You must be so ecstatic to have your personal story about your life after Richard unexpectedly passed away, created into a movie. It's, I mean, it's just, how did this happen? How did your popular book, Heartbroken Open, and your story become a lifetime movie? Yeah, that's such a um, phenomenal question. And, and it's been quite a journey. It's not something that happened overnight. Later in the podcast, I'm going to invite a really wonderful woman, Maura Dunbar, onto the podcast. And she's the executive producer who I would say is really responsible for this happening. She has an incredible story of how way back 25 years ago, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff came into her life. And at a time when she was deeply in grief, she'd lost four family members in a very short period of time. and the book just really created a pathway out of darkness for her by just these little breadcrumbs she felt Richard was throwing to her in these small bite-sized chapters that don't sweat the small stuff is. And, you know, you wouldn't have ever thought that that book would have been a grief book, but then Megan McCain, who is the executive producer on the movie said the same thing that she had seen the book next to her mother's bedside for years, even when her father was alive. And, so it was a book that was hanging around their house. And when she was in grief, she was starting to look up books that would help her in grief. And she came across Don't Sweat the Small Stuff and remembered that that book was around her house and so picked it up and started reading it. And the same thing happened for her. She, it just felt like it pointed toward life and how to live life. And even for people who are going through loss, there's such small, short chapters of how to live life that it was very helpful for her and, and she loved it so much. And that's why she became the executive producer for the movie too. But back to the initial um, way this happened was it was really the tenacity of Mora that really had this, made this happen. And I always say, you know, people can have a great story or, you know, like even like you think back on super famous people who have made it because of you know, their beauty or because of their work. A lot of times it's because somebody took an interest in their story and, and who they were and then promoted that. And in my case with Mora, she just stayed on this. She actually sold Don't Sweat the Small Stuff three different times. And, you know, and then it, what you kind of do in that situation is you sell the licensing rights and it might be to a big network and they have them to do something with the parameters that are in your contract for about two to three years, whatever your contract says. And if they don't develop it in that two or three years, then you re the rights revert back to you automatically. So that's kind of what happened two times. And then interestingly, Tanya Lopez, who's the executive, the high up executive at Lifetime, head of programming there. She knew about 
one of those sales because she was involved in the very first one with ABC when Richard was alive. So she asked Maura if um, she was still working with me and asked her if Don't Sweat the Small Stuff was available. And initially they bought the rights to Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And then the writer, who's an amazing woman, Shannon Colleary, um, we'll hear from her hopefully on the podcast too. She started writing a story around Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And, you know, when I read it, I was like, well, it's not a bad story, but it's not a Lifetime movie. I mean, even I, you know, I watch Lifetime. I mean, I have in my past, so I I kind of know their their arc. And and I thought, oh, no, 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 that's not going to work. It just wasn't interesting or engaging enough. And that's surely what the programming people also said. So they they said, we don't like that story. That's not going to work for us. They wanted her to go back to the drawing board again. And then when I talked to Maura, about it. And she said, we we need to come up with a whole new angle. It just occurred to me to say, well, more, I mean, I, I have the, I have the don'ts with the small stuff story. Right. (laughs) And so (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, you should tell my story. Right. So they're working with this executive uh, at Lifetime and, and she kind of said, well, I just don't want a super sad, grieving, white woman grieving story, you know, like. (laughs) Sure, sure. And so they were like, well, how do we write this story without, you know, without that? You know what I mean? And so I, you know, honestly, wasn't really super happy with it initially because, of course, my work is so much about allowing yourself to go through your grieving process. And I'm so out there about that. And I, I was like, well, you can't have a movie with me like not grieving. Like there was a series on Netflix with a woman in grief. Oh, it was called Dead to Me. And I thought it was a really good series with Christina Applegate. She did a beautiful job in it, but I thought that they just didn't show enough grief. And maybe that was her relationship. I don't know. But while it had some really good things in it, I just thought, you know what, this isn't, I, I think that television has a really hard time showing grief like they don't want the story to be too sad and yet that's such a huge part of what the world needs to open up the conversation about is is how to grieve and and how it's okay to grieve and that you don't to show stories that don't or people aren't in lasting grief forever and so so it was interesting as then COVID happened and all this time even though I was working very closely with Shannon on the script. And, you know, all this time, I still didn't think the movie was going to happen because TV is so fickle. I wouldn't even tell anyone about it because I was like, oh, this isn't going to happen. I didn't even tell my daughters about it because I'm like, this isn't going to happen. This is just, I'm just going through this process and it's not going to happen. So then COVID happened and they suddenly started doing a really big push because they realized that the world is in grief and there needs to be more grief stories. So then we go back and they're like, we need to show more grief into this movie. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, okay, here's my book. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then I, I called my attorney up and I said, Hey, Lifetime didn't buy, like they bought Don't Spot the Small Stuff, but they're really writing Heartbroken Open. Is that okay? You know? Yeah. (laughs) And so then we renegotiated all of that and that was all cool. It was really cool with them. Lifetime was amazing. They were great with everything. And we renegotiated that with them and they bought Heartbroken Open and then they got 
there was like a caveat to the agreement that said they could use life rights to don't smoke the small stuff. But the cool thing about that is I still have, I can still sell again, don't smoke the small stuff because they, I allowed them to call it don't smoke the small stuff because that's what they wanted to call it because of the brand and just the recognition of the brand. But, you know, that was kind of a gift to them for me because that really wasn't in the contract either, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so all, all this time, Shan, you know, I'm kind of doing this dance evaluating. And plus, you know, once you sell, what I want my audience to know is once you sell your life rights, you know, you don't have a lot of say in what the final outcome is. And that's scary. It's super scary. You know, I'm doing this to increase the impact of my story and Richard's legacy and I'm doing this for all those reasons that it could do that. And yet it's very scary because, you know, you really don't know what they're writing in and what they're adding in and what's fictional, you know, because they have the right within the contract to add fictional elements so that it is just, it's a based on a true story movie, but it's not a hundred percent accurate to every detail of my story, but it's close enough where when I see it and I watch the story unfold, I'm like, oh yeah, that, that feels like our lives. You know, it feels sure. like what happened. It feels like this, it feels like us, you know, and that's what I had to look for when I finally read the final script. And, and then I just, I realized, you know, like it was very vulnerable when I told the girls and they realized what was happening you know, it was very vulnerable for them. And they were like, well, this is pretty cool. But then again, it's not because (laughs) (laughs) that was like the worst year of our lives. But then again, we were young. So now we're grown women, you know, I I suppose it's fine. And, you know, because I really wanted them to be okay with what was in the script as well. And so they read the script. And, you know, and they realized I told them, you know, you have to read this like you're reading a story and it's sort of loosely about us, but it, this isn't exactly how things happened. First, I was just really like, oh my God, like I was like, Shannon, how could you have done that? Like I was working so closely with you. And, and, but then I had an actor friend, a really dear friend, and he read it and he just said, Hey, you know, what you need to look for is a few things. And that is, does this tell your story in a way that is, feels really resonates in your heart with, you know, your story and, and it does it capture the essence of who Richard was and does it capture the essence of what you went through and in you and, and what you went through as a family. And all of the answers to those questions were yes. When I read it, then I could, then I could start to just look for the things that I didn't, really believe would be believable. And sure. so I, you know, I looked for a few, I didn't make a lot of changes to the script, but I did make some very specific ones. And when I finally read it, I said, well, you can't do this because of this. You can't do that because of that. And they were really happy to make all those changes for me. And I knew that Maura and Shannon both had my back, like in the writing of it. Maura has always said that she's like the steward of our brand and the steward she feels this stewardship and this love of our brand and love of Richard and having met him in his life, you know, she really did feel that devotion to his legacy. And I just had to trust that, you know, and it was hard, but I did. And it's really worked out. I I had the um, privilege and honor of viewing the first five minutes of the movie the other day. And it was just beautiful. I mean, they've just done, it's not a typical lifetime movie. They've really poured 
some a lot of money into the cinematography and into the capture of everything. It's just it's really beautifully done. And Heather did a crazy good job. Yeah, I bet she did. What what was it like to work with Heather? You know, it was interesting because I didn't know what anything about what she was like. I mean, at first when I heard that she was playing me, I was like, wow, that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, she's my age now. So I felt like, I felt like, wow, that's going to be kind of tough to pull off 40, 45, 46, you know, mid forties being almost 60. But, you know, she really does look very, very youthful. And, um, and so when I, when I first, it was interesting, how did this come about? Okay, so she, I knew she had been chosen and I knew that she was reading, like she didn't have a lot of time to prepare. She only had about six weeks to really prepare for this role. And, you know, this is her comeback to television. So this yeah. is like her big comeback and she hasn't worked in five years really. And so she, she, her story is very interesting. We'll talk about that when I talk with her, but she ended up sending me a text message saying, I'm reading Heartbroken Open. I can't stop crying. I can't figure out if I'm crying because of your grief or I'm crying because of my own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she said, "You're. it's just an unbelievable book. I love it so much. And I'm just so honored. I really would love to come out and meet you. I'll, you know, I can fly in, fly out that day. And I was uh, staying in a hotel, whatever, but I'd love to meet you and really, really just get to know you so that I feel like I can do honor to this role for you. And when she did that and I talked to her on the phone, I just thought, you know, that is such a professional and it's also, it's such a heart um, centered thing to do. I think there's a lot of actresses they could have hired that wouldn't have done that and they wouldn't have cared to. And, right, right. And she did and she's, she's, um, she is really a truly heart-centered person. What a gift for her, not just the role and, and the comeback, but to have it be your story and to have it have this parallel story to her own life. I mean, it's like pure magic. Yeah. No, it's so true. I mean, she's made her own comeback and she's been through some very difficult times and you know, it's interesting when you hear her side of the story, which the media doesn't tell. It's it's a different story than what the media tells. And of course. It's not my story to tell it, so I'm not no. going to. But I, I just want to say that, you know, when you get to know her, you know, you realize, like, she's really grown up in a very difficult place. We all, like, look at fame as being, like, you know, especially today, everyone wants to be an influencer. Everyone wants to be famous. When you grow up like in true Hollywood fame, like she did at her young age, it's a rough road, man. I mean, it's a really yeah, rough road. Yeah. And, and then, of course, she had all these rock stars and all this, like this whole life. But you know what? She's a really, truly wonderful mother. She's an empathic human being, incredibly empathic. And I just really felt so honored and, and happy that she was doing this. I knew that she was nervous about it because she wanted to do such a good job. And when I was on set, it was just so obvious. She's so loved. She's so, um, she made it so fun for everyone. 
Like she, she's a really kind of a comedian kind of woman. Like she's very on, on her toes in a, in a very humorous way. She's a very dry sense of humor. And I'm like, Oh my God, Heather, you've got such a truck driver mouth. <laughs> like she really does. Like she's hilarious. If you, you know, she's hilarious, but you know, she also yeah. talks about God a lot. Like she's, she'll, she'll throw the F bomb and the next word she's talking about God. So she's, she's just a very multidimensional woman and, and really special, like very, very light has a heart of gold, really just, you know, wanted to do something really meaningful, wants to do meaningful work in this next part of her life. And this script came across her lap and she was like, this is what I want to, this is, this, this is, is it. Yeah. yeah I wanna, this is what I want to do. And you've in here you are now, you guys have become fast friends on top of it all. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, can you imagine like, I mean, she, uh, fortunately she really likes me. <laughs> So fortunately, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure as an actress, if that's not the primary thing, you know, you have to play roles that sometimes you don't like the person or whatever, because you have to become that person. But I'm sure I felt in my case that she really, she fell in love with who I am as a woman, as a writer, as somebody who has really gone through something significant. She fell in love with Richards and my relationship how it was, how everything she read and how she could see it from her vantage point. Everything mm-hmm. I mean, She read so much. She read An Hour to Live, An Hour to Love. She read Don't Sweat the Small Stuff in Love. She read my book, Heartbroken Open, and my book From Heartbreak to Wholeness and Don't Sweat the Small Stuff for Women. I mean, she was immersed in our work. Right, right. Really fell in love with the whole thing. So I think that was super helpful to our friendship. <laughs> oh, of course. Well, and, and it also helps how passionate and inspired you are and how you have been walking your talk for a long, long time. Yeah. And I'm, I'm also like a very transparent, I'm a very honest person, but in a very loving kind of way. And, and I'm not, I'm very not intimidated by anyone. I mean, so it's like, yeah. it's, it's like, I think that helps with somebody like Heather because she's probably just not, I don't know, maybe not used to having people just treat her like a normal human being, you know, like it's hard because she's Heather Lockler, you know? Sure, sure. And of course I'm impressed by that, but I also just really see her as this really sweet woman. And I I do so much work. So much of my work is with women that I'm very comfortable in that nurturing kind of guidance, kind of um, friendship role. You know, it's just, it's just second nature to me to welcome um, a heart-centered woman into my world and, and, and just be in connection with her. And I think that was, you know, she has some great friends over her 60th birthday. I met some of her beautiful friends and they all love her purely. Like, you know, I think somebody like Heather has to surround herself with people that love her purely, you know, yeah, not of for course. what they, she can do for them, but for who she is. And she is super, super lovable. Mm-hmm. When can listeners tune in and watch your movie? When does this happen? It happens October 16th, oh my 2021. Goodness, it's so yeah, fast. So it's coming soon. It's coming so soon. Yeah. And then it will always be in the Lifetime archives, you know? So I think you'll always be able to search it within the Lifetime membership and, and find it. But yeah, super exciting. And I haven't seen the whole thing yet. So I don't really know, you know, the whole thing yet. But I was back scene. I was back set. 
for a couple of days and it was really fun. I love all the actresses, love Jason McDonald for Richard. He did a phenomenal job. I mean, just phenomenal capturing mm. Richard's essence. Love Natasha Bure for jazz. She probably steals the show in a lot of ways because she's such a good actress and she had some of the best lines. And then Ella Dorsch, who's an, basically an unknown, is adorable. And I, I really think this movie is just going to be amazing for all of these actors and actresses. It's just going to, I think it's going to blow them up because they mm. all did such a fantastic job. They had great chemistry as a family and it was, it was so fun to see them on set together. <laughs> I love that so much. And of course, you have Richard watching all of this. And probably with the biggest smile on his face going, look at this. This is well, you know, awesome. Interestingly, I had a reading with a medium recently. Actually, it was Jazz who had the reading with the medium. And Richard was 10 minutes early, like he was 10 minutes early to everything. And, <laughs> and, and, he, and he brought up the movie and he, and he yelled Heather's name. And he said, I just love Heather for the role of Chris. And he said... Heather talks to me on set and I hear every word. And he said, I've been on set with them and I've been sending them signs and Heather's seen all the signs and you need to tell her that I've heard all that she said. And I'm so happy that she's playing you. And then um, in my reading, he said, you need to tell Maura how grateful I am. And, you know, I knew it was authentic because the mm. sometimes the mediums, they don't say like, exactly the name they like Laura with an M you know like yeah, yeah. Laura with an M and and then the message comes loud through loud and clear so he actually I really think is super thrilled with this movie and oh yeah 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 and so oh thrilled. that's so cool for everyone listening in you get to experience behind the scenes of Christine's Lifetime movie over the next several weeks leading to the premiere of Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, the Christine Carlson story that premieres on Lifetime on October 16th, which is so cool. And up until then, and even after that, read the real story because it is a true page turner and you can get a copy of Heartbroken Open at Amazon. And of course, you can also get it at christinecarlson.com. Chris, is there anything else that you'd like to leave us with before we move on to the rest of your series? No, thanks, Shan. I'm just so excited about this. I'm, um, you know, I mean, it, it's a real pinch me moment. You know, you just, you never think this is really going to happen. And I, I have to say, you know, as an author, it is, it is a pinnacle moment for both Richard and I to have this happen in our, my career, especially because it's told through my lens and my story, but also as a, legacy um, piece for Richard to really honor his work in such a, a huge way. This movie is really going to do that and carry on his legacy in, in a big way. So it's, it's been really wonderful, wonderful experience so far. Well done and congratulations. I want to thank Shan for being a wonderful host interviewer for the beginning of this series, behind the scenes of my lifetime movie. And it's coming out October 16th of this coming month. So come back again, listen into the series. It's going to be a wonderfully inspiring story. Christine is thrilled to announce that her book, Heartbroken Open, has been made into a lifetime movie starring Heather Locklear in her comeback to television. Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, the Christine Carlson story, premieres at Lifetime on October 16th.
Read the real story, a true page turner, and get your copy of Heartbroken Open at Amazon and ChristineCarlson.com.